Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our lexi for today is mathematika. Mathematika, or mathematics, is a helpful subject to master, and it's especially important to use numbers in your daily living. For example, with your body weight, keeping your numbers on the scale at a reasonable range is healthy for you. How about the numbers in your savings account in the bank? They should be increasing with time. Or consider the numbers of time you exercise a week. These should reflect a frequent amount of movement for the benefit of day-to-day flexibility. Mathematica, keep it simple and keep it alive in your life routine. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Life is a contact sport. So are relationships. And I, along with the entire 2022 Fenwick High School graduating class, got a whole new perspective on this truism. Roger Fennell, math teacher for 59 years at Fenwick High School, was asked to give the commencement speech to the 2022 class, and his message that day resonates with me to this very hour. And we're ending up at the end of the year here, so it still has remained in my mind and in my soul. His powerful message that day was so poignant, and I have invited Roger to come to the Kefi Life podcast and talk about the very topic of reaching out. It's especially important during Thanksgiving, but even more important throughout life. Let's welcome Roger Fennell to the podcast. Hello, Mr. Fennell. Hello, Kiki. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to hear and see you today. And uh, as a friar, uh, my parents, my children were all friars, are four of them. It's a great school. You're a fabulous teacher. And first of all, how does it feel to be retired well, I'm getting used to it day by day. I actually am not teaching anymore, but I'm still working on several activities. I coach the state math team, and I'm producing the fall play that we're doing this weekend and uh, helping a little bit with the Kairos Retreat Program. Oh, I love that Kairos Retreat po- Program. By the way, Kairos in Greek means time or year, and it's a great letter uh, 
well, anyways, that's a whole other subject, so I better not get into that one. Let's stick to the facts here, which is reaching out. Let's get to uh, the real reason of why we did contact you, contact you today and reach out to you, which is your fabulous commencement speech last May when, and my son Jimmy graduated from high school uh, in May of 2022. And, you know, people always have mixed ideas and expectations about commencement speeches, but yours was very profound in that you talked about something that could really help us personally in life. Uh, Firstly, who asked you to give the commencement speech and what were your feelings when they asked you? Were you excited? Were you nervous? How did you feel? Well, our our president, Father Richard Petticord, was the one who asked me back, uh, oh, about a year ago, I guess it was last October or November, and I was kind of stunned by that because... uh, uh, well, I just, I had heard so many good uh, commencement speeches over the years at Fenwick gradu- graduations, and I had spoken briefly a few times to the entire Fenwick student body, but those I considered as friends. But I thought, oh, well, here he's asking me to speak in front of 1,500 people at graduation, most of whom don't know me and I don't know them. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to think of it as just uh, talking to a, a normal class of 20 or 25 students. And once I got past the first uh, bit of applause and laughter, then after that, I kind of set sail as I would in class and just let it flow. Well, I have to say it was it was a very effortless flow. At least it sounded like that. And I, I remember what you said about reaching out and staying in touch and uh, looking back. How did you narrow it down to this topic? I think, I, am I saying it right that the title, if I can call it that was, or the subject topic was reaching out? Yeah, you will be found. Uh, which you will is, be found. You will be found. A, which is a song from uh, the musical Dear Evan Hansen that a number of students are are aware of. So I thought that would be a common point, common point of interest to talk about. Uh, I uh, started out every year in, in my senior class. Uh, on the last day, I would give a little talk to them, a little words of inspiration, hopefully, that always seem to go pretty well. And I talked about uh, reaching out to uh, to the, their fellow graduates who they might never see again if they don't uh, if they don't make an effort to reach out and to to reach out and to attempt new things and uh, reach out to uh, uh, new contacts in the future. So I thought I would just expand upon that. Uh, I'm uh, a big fan of uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim. I've directed about 20 musicals at Fenwick, and. Um, so one of his lesser-known plays is uh, Anyone Can Whistle, musicals. And the title song from that talks about anyone can whistle, why can't I? Uh, the character is having trouble just reaching out to others, doesn't realize that the secret to success in life is reaching out and exploring new worlds and uh, reaching out to others. So I used that as my starting point, and then I thought, well, let's bring in uh, let's bring in. Uh, the song from Dear Evan Hansen, uh, Reach Out and You Will Be Found. So I kept going back to that theme in three different ways, to reach out to your family, uh, to your family, especially to your grandparents, and learn more about your roots. As I mentioned, uh, as I said, uh, sit down with your grandparents and pour them a glass of wine or two and ask them to tell you stories about their family history and to reach out to their, your fellow graduates who you might not see again uh, even though you've seen them every day for four years, unless you make an effort to keep in touch. And, of course, reach out to uh, to new people and uh, to gain new experience and uh, new insights into your life uh, in the future. And as you remember, I gave three specific examples of cases where I reached out to 
uh, others and uh, the uh, the long-reaching effects were surprising, to say the least, uh, in all three cases. Will you share those with us? Because I think they were very uh, telling. Yeah, for a number of years, I was uh, moderator of the student council. And back in the mid-80s, the president of the student council uh, was uh, from Riverside nearby here. And I thought he had a lot of leadership potential, so I kept uh, encouraging him to, to do more and to reach out to people. And uh, we kept in touch periodically, not that often over the years. And he wound up going to UCLA Film School, and he wound up being a documentary filmmaker. And now he's done eight documentaries uh, so far and counting over about the last 10 years or so. Uh, the the second one he did was called IOUSA about the national debt and uh, Roger Ebert uh, was still alive at the time and still reviewing for the Sun Times and uh, he said uh, Pat Creedon uh, was his name I explained it so well and he gave his documentary four stars which I was really uh, really amazed at and proud of uh, Pat for doing that but when Pat did his first uh, documentary which was kind of a strange topic it was about people who write and who are addicted to crossword puzzles. And the uh, interesting thing is that Pat reached out to uh, to uh, several uh, well-known people to uh, to be interviewed because he knew they were crossword fans. And somehow, President Clinton found out about it, and he said, well, I wouldn't mind being in that documentary. So Pat's big coup was uh, an interview with Bill Clinton in that documentary. And his first documentary played in a couple of neighborhood theaters here in the suburbs for a week or two. And two different friends uh, contacted me at the time, and they said, we just saw this documentary about crossword puzzles. How on earth did your name get in the credits at the end? And I said, I don't know. And so I uh, was in contact with a couple of a couple of weeks later with Pat. And I said, Pat, my name is in the in the list of special thanks at the end. And he said, yeah. He said, you, you kept encouraging me so much and kept in touch over the years. And it had a great effect on me. So uh, I put you in the special thanks. And as far as I know now, in every one of his documentaries, my name shows up at the end in the, in the list of special thanks. That's uh, so, awesome. That's and awesome. He was, uh, he, he did uh, recently, his most recent documentary was called The Loyola Project. And it was about the Loyola basketball team that won the NCAA title in 1963, and they really broke the racial barriers because at the time, uh, black students from the South couldn't couldn't uh, enter or uh, play uh, on teams from uh, state schools down South. So he recruited three or four people from down there, and all of a sudden they won the state, the uh, the national championship, with not nearly as much publicity as they get now, and. Um, uh, so that broke the barrier, and all of a sudden, these other schools started. Uh, then, as segregation went along, started uh, uh, recruiting uh, black players to be on their teams. So he sent me an email saying, I'm, "I've got this new documentary. I'd like you to see uh, a showing of it in Chicago." And uh, I said, "Pat, do you realize that in 1963, that was the year I graduated from Fenwick?" He said, <laughs> "No," or from Loyola rather. And he said, "No," and he was kind of taken aback by that. And uh, and he actually did a special showing of the film at Fenwick. Uh, we had about 200 or 300 people there. And he got up and he, he, uh, he showed up that night to answer, to introduce it and answer questions afterwards. And he started off by saying, in 1963 at Loyola University, two important things happened. They won the NCAA 
double-A basketball championship, and Roger Fennell graduated. And all my friends in the audience went wild. And uh, <laughs> and, and uh, so we, we've been in touch. And, and then he showed up for, uh, uh, he, he got word from several people about uh, hearing me mention him at the graduation speech, because uh, uh, at the graduation speech, so he got in touch with me and, and said how amazed he was that I told that story. And when we had a, a retirement party for me uh, at Fenwick in June, he flew in from California and was at the party, which I really appreciated. And then the second story was uh, I run the uh, state math team, and we have a junior high math contest coming up in a couple of weeks, actually. And uh, uh, after the contest, as department chair, I would always uh, try to make a quick phone call to the top scorers, telling them why, uh, congratulating them and telling them why they should be at, come to Fenwick and why they should be on our state math team, by the way, which won the state championship in our division this year, this past Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Yeah, that was the only second time we'd ever done it. Uh, 20 years ago was the first time. Contest has been going on for 42 years, and I was the last original head coach of uh, any school uh, for, for all 42 years. So... About uh, oh, about I guess nine about more uh, nineteen ninety three I guess it would be. I called this one girl from uh, Hinsdale uh, Middle School in in Hinsdale, and her father had taught physics at Fenwick for a while. And I congratulated her, talked, told her all the good things, all the good reasons why I thought she should come to Fenwick and be on our state math team. And when I hung up, her her father later told me. He said, you know, she said to me, I think Fenwick wants me more than St. Ignatius does. And she wound up coming to Fenwick and she is now Bridget Esposito and she is a very beloved and very talented uh, AP physics teacher here. Look at that. So, I, so I'd like to take some credit for that, some small <laughs> credit for that. And more recently, I, uh, for a little over four years ago, I called a, a, a boy who was a, uh, an eighth grader at St. Leonard's uh, Parish School in Berwyn, and I talked to him and gave him the same spiel, why you should come to Fenwick, why you should be on math team. And then I just added one more sentence, and I said, by the way, do you know that I also am a graduate of St. Leonard's, the same school you're at now? And he was kind of amazed by that, by that coincidence. And he wound up coming to Fenwick, and uh, a couple of months later, uh, at a meeting at Fenwick, his mother pulled me aside, and she said, you know, she, he was trying to decide between Fenwick and St. Ignatius. And when you said you also went to St. Leonard's, that's what uh, tipped the scale, and that's when he decided to come to Fenwick. And the the uh, outcome of that is four years later, last spring, uh, he is uh, he was one of the main members of our state math team that won the state championship, and uh, he uh, he won one of these Chick Evans caddying scholarships. If you know about that, you get a full four year ride. It's a great program, and I think we've had the most winners in the country over the years for that. We have a big plaque at school with, which we keep adding names to. So he had this full ride to. Um, to college, to certain colleges of his choice, big colleges, uh, through that. And he turned it down because it turned out he wound up, wound up getting accepted to Harvard. And so now a few weeks, a few months ago, he started as a freshman, one of two freshmen. We had our valedictorian also, uh, Katie Nairn, also is now at Harvard. And not only that, but he was elected at graduation. He was elected by his classmates to be the graduation speaker. So one one sentence one sentence telling him I'm also a St. Leonard's grad led to all of that. The, the power of reaching out, the power of sharing a mutual experience, the power of talking about 
something that the other person can identify and relate to is just, it's like you say, you will be found. Well, especially around the holidays, but my, my, my main theme was reach out any, any day, any time, any place. Reach out and you never know, if you take the chance, you never know what good things might result. Just a, a never-ending process. Thank you, Roger, for expressing the power of reaching out. And to all of you listening, may you heed the advice. Of course, and certainly, happy, healthy, delicious, safe, and blessed Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Encouragement inspires. Encouragement is like a happy pill. When you do it for the sake of supporting another's abilities or talents, as a result, you support their journey and improve yours by being able to use their gift. Encouragement is as simple as, you can do it, keep going. Thank you for sharing your gifts with me. Encouragement is a way to olekala all as well for you and yours. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.